everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman. I'm here today with other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Matt Basta, and we have our regular guest, Kier Harris. How is everyone? Hey, guys. I'm pretty <laughs> pretty great. Pretty fantastic. Huh. Glad to hear it. How about you, Bren? Just so much enthusiasm oh, from God. everybody right off the bat. <laughs> hey, our listeners do not expect enthusiasm, so we're good. <laughs> you expect nothing, so you'll never be disappointed. Exactly. We're almost better than silence, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, actually, oh, uh, go ahead. No, it was just going to be a weird tangent of American Dragon Jake Long that we really don't need to go into. <laughs> okay, well then, we're good. Uh, wow, yeah, so, fuck that. Yeah, what, 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 what games have we been playing lately? Uh, I have a mobile game that I'm pretty uh, enamored with specifically, but how about you guys? Uh, Fallout, I got like 40 hours in it, and All it's right. been a week. You have to delve into some Fallout, because everyone out there is probably playing it. I, myself, have not. I'm not anticipating on playing it ever. I'll probably watch some streams, but I know the gamer community is freaking out. And yeah, 40 hours, it's only came out in like a, like a small amount of time. That's pretty impressive. But you Last have week, yeah. to play it. You, oh, can't, just, you can't not well, play it. I'll say this. For anyone who doesn't have like a devoted interest into it, like a super um, are expecting to bu- super expecting to buy it. Yeah, that's a great sense. Um, <laughs> anyone who's very interested in playing it, you're probably already bought it or are playing it, or are waiting for the winter sale. Like you, Doug, if you're kind of like, eh, it might be cool, maybe I'll just watch someone else play it, I'd recommend just watching someone else play it. It, it is a Fallout game for Fallout fans, for sure. Yeah, so, but it's just a huge time sink. Like you're The reason why I'm not going to get it, um, and I'm going to continue watching many hours of people on the internet play it. I, my, my original experiences with fallout were back when it was third person instead of first person. And Mm -hmm. I am terrible at first person games because there'll be somebody shooting me up the ass and I won't know who's shooting me or from where, or, you know, like where there's a mine from where Matt, I know, but I'm still, (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad at video games. And so like, I'll sit down and I'll watch, you know, 10 hours of somebody's recorded stream on YouTube um, or, or, or something like that over the course of a day, you know, I'll put it on in the background on my second monitor, whatever all I work and I'll chew through it that way. But there's just no way, um, especially with all of the, the, the new stuff that I've seen in fallout that I'm going to be able to even have a, a shot at remotely doing well. Um, well, that's one thing that's interesting about like Elder Scrolls games by the same uh, publisher Bethesda. Like, you mm-hmm. have the ability to change from third person to first person. Are you telling me that's not something in the Fallout franchise? No, you can do that in this one. Yeah, oh, okay. you can do, you can play it third person in this one. I will say though, you can't go too far out from third person. Like, I think you can get your whole body in the shot, and I think that's it. So, so when I say third person, I don't I don't necessarily mean like third person, like standing behind your character. Um, the, the third person that I know and love is from like the original Fallout games. Well, where it's sort of like a fixed camera on an isometric grid or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Just because when you're looking at it like that, like you, you can see literally everything that's going on around you. And, uh, it's very obvious when there's something on the ground. And if you miss something, it's your own fault. Matt, I just imagine you have like a you put your phone on like a drone and you just fly it above you and you're watching it from a second <laughs> drone at all times. Like you can't function in your day-to-day life because you're living first person. <laughs> that would be amazing. 
in <laughs> but no. You can do that now. Technology. Yeah, that's that'd be impressive. Just don't throw anything at me, you know. <laughs> I won't catch it, but you know, get around. Uh, but there is a ton of stuff, and in this one, um, I would consider the tutorial still. They actually make you fight a death claw, and it's just horrendous. Like the death claws are so much worse. So if anyone doesn't know, death claws are these abominations that were mutated and experimented on from Jackson chameleons, and have just turned into the devil that roams the wastelands. And if you see one, I don't care what level you are, I don't know how much gear you have, just run. It's just not <laughs> worth fighting. Good advice. Yeah. But um I was saying in the last episode, or earlier, that I'm not sure if I could stream it, if my computer could handle it, because it's been pretty laggy and buggy at times. And coincidentally, on Friday the 13th, like it crashed twice for the first time, and I got super paranoid. Um Because a buddy of mine, I think, was like, 24 hours into his game and he he was idiotic and only had it on one save because he i don't know he thinks he's a badass for doing that and it got corrupted so he lost like a good 24 hours of gameplay uh um but it's i've been finding out from more and more people that it's not just my copy that's been buggy or that my computer can't handle it that a lot of people are having really big issues with it and some people can't play for more than like an hour without it crashing. Or Damn. some people are just, you know, glitching through walls or their character. Uh, what was it? One mission some is people are probably to... putting it on ultra on computers that shouldn't have it on ultra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, scans your computer and recommends a setting for you. It said medium for mine. So I didn't touch it to try and get, you know, ultra high definition graphics just cause I need them. Like I figure I just would rather be able to play it. But I think one mission, I was supposed to talk to a character that was with me after I got done the mission, and I couldn't find him. So I just continued on walking around to the next mission. And then when I did find him, I kept talking to them, but they wouldn't interact in a conversation. They just kept repeating the one line. So I couldn't actually talk to them, and I couldn't complete the mission. I was just like, all right, well, that's just one mission. I'll move on. But for some reason, until I completed that mission, I couldn't use guns. So I'd be walking around and I couldn't bring out any weapons. So I'm just like, anytime I saw like a bandit or something, I had to just run like hell. <laughs> so uh, eventually he got back to his like default starting position or if, like his house or wherever. And I was able to talk to him and reset everything. But like for a good like 20 minutes, I couldn't do anything in the game because none of the characters could recognize me because I was still like in mis- in the mission, but I was outside. It was weird. Well, here's a question for you that I'm not sure you're going to know the answer to, but as far as like a main quest or like main storyline, how far along are you along with that? And do you think people have already beaten the game in that sense? I know for a fact people have, because some people have been, you know, being dicks of the internet and spoiling it and posting it. It's like Snape kills Dumbledore. Like they're just throwing Uh, it randomly. So you stumble across it and spoil it for yourself. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but I'm not sure how far along I am in the story because for a while I was like, eh, there doesn't seem to be a main story per se. Like in New Vegas, you're hunting down the guy that shot you in the head and buried you. Um, in this one, you're hunting down your son. Okay. And I, I couldn't say for sure how far I am in that story. Um, but I can understand a- with so many distractions. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. The, the, I was at the point of the story where I was like, yeah, I just, 
I find this detective guy and then we hunt down my son and then I guess something else happens. And then I progressed further. I was just like, oh, there's a huge, like, big involvement with the story now. So, but I got, like, I probably got, like, 14 quests active right now at the same time. (laughs) And I'll just, like, I'll just go to a city and whichever one's closest, I'll do that first. But then they all just branch off into more quests and spiral into something else and then into this. It's just like, ah, God, God damn it. Just when the quest is done, just don't give me anything else. Just leave me alone. God, is it wrong for me to say that just makes me want to play Skyrim? I guess that's just, I'm a different kind of <laughs> gamer. I, I mean, I had the same problem with Skyrim, like the Bethesda open world where it just leads one into the other. Exactly. It's, it's great because they're open worlds and it seems like a real world. Like I'd stumble across like a raider camp, but they were killed by a death claw that just happened to walk by. So it seems like stuff's going on when I'm not around, which is great. But it is like overwhelming. And like I said, I don't want to get burnt out where I'm just like, ah, there's too much stuff and I just never touch it again. I don't know. I'm with Doug. It's like, that's why I play RPGs. I live for that shit. Yeah, definitely. I'll just say it's a good thing I'm unemployed right now because if I had a job, I wouldn't be able to do anything else. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. I feel like the people that are just speed beating the main story of Fallout 4 just to ruin it for people, it's like you're also spoiling it for yourself. It's just like, why wouldn't you want to kind of take it at a regular pace and enjoy the experience? But I don't know. I guess there's different gamers out there. Yeah, there was one guy, I think, who got permission from Bethesda to play it like two days early. And he was trying to do the 100% completion on hardcore mode. Holy like, hell. on the hardest. And I was just like, it just feels like a job at that point. Like, it just, you know, putting up so many challenges. I, I mean, I understand he's a streamer, and that's how he makes his living. So it is a job for him. But I feel like it takes away some of the enjoyment from it. Like, you're not taking the story at your own time. You're not going at your own progress. And instead, you're just trying to f- run through it. So when your buddies are talking about, like, hey, remember that time we killed that robot? You're like, no. <laughs> exactly. Not really. Like, I just kind of flew through it. There's, like, a thousand robots I killed. So I hear it. I totally get that point of view. Um, well, I think we should move on from Fallout. I think that was a good little assessment there. I'm glad you're playing it. I yeah, definitely I'll be don't the, intend to. I'll be the man in the field, the Fallout reporter. Cool. Awesome. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> how about you, Matt? I, you've been a little quiet. What games have you been playing lately? Um, I've been playing one game mainly, and it's on my phone. And it's another one that I'm not sure whether I should be ashamed for playing or not. It's called Wedding Escape. Candy Crush. Oh. Uh, it's kind of like Candy. It's a little bit like Candy Crush. Yeah. Uh, I've never played Candy Crush, but if I had, I'd imagine that this is what it would be like. Um, okay. So the concept of wedding escape really like it's stupidly not related to weddings. Like it, it, it's, <laughs> it's mostly in name. Like, so the, the, the plot is that you're getting married and then you try and escape. And then each level you're running from somebody else in some other scenario. And then you just sort of have to uh, flip the color of these tiles to get like three in a row. And then if you get three in a row, it breaks them. And um, it, if you guys have played, you must build a boat or um, what is it? 10 million. Uh, the concept is really, really similar. I am so addicted though. <laughs> uh, it's got an upgrade system. And one of the things that I really love about it is that it does not push you at all to make in-app purchases. I don't even know where the the thing to get in-app purchases is. I know it exists, but... Oh, that's I, refreshing, yeah. I have to say. And, and the other nice thing, like when you play one of these free-to-play games, oftentimes what happens is 
Like, they're like, oh, this thing is going to take you 100,000 hours of playtime to get. And then, <laughs> you know, you need, like, 10 million points, and, you know, you earn, like, five points per round, and, you know, you just save up until the end of time. With this, like, you can <laughs> actually afford to purchase the upgrades with just what you get round to round. Oh, nice. That's a lot more fair. Yeah. And so the plot of the game is, like, a little bit misogynist. But oh, I don't gosh. think that's stopped any of us from playing any video game so far. Um, obviously, like, <laughs> the, the, con- the concept... I don't know what you're talking great, about. But it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't even think it costs anything. And, and so it's it's just really, really good. Check it out. Cool. Yeah, I think it is free. I thought the main character was going to be running from, like, weddings each round. It's like, God, how many people is he marrying? <laughs> well, so it's like the first the first round, you'll be, like, running from your bride-to-be, right? And then the next round, you're running from the priest. And then the next round, you're running from, like, a security guard. And the next round, you're running from a police officer. And the next round, like, you're on a plane and you're running from the pilot. <laughs> it just gets, like, more and more ridiculous. <laughs> and then you're, like, running across the savanna of Africa. <laughs> like, what? Wait. It, just, it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous uh here we go he's about to get married to the love of his life then they find out he's an international criminal and that's why he's running from everybody everywhere well well in the end if if you like run out of moves and and don't complete the level um they catch you and then they force you to get married <laughs> so wow, <laughs> the worst punishment of them all. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit. And then, like, when you get a game over, the option that you get is divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's clever. Um, but yeah, it's it it really rewarding. If they haven't forced you to get married yet, how do you get divorced? I was thinking, if he gets divorced, isn't that his goal? Like, he doesn't want to be married. Clearly, so wouldn't you want to get a game over? No, well, the I game mean, over you're is not them catching yet. you in. Making you get married. Yeah. Huh. There's like 60 characters and it says collect them all. Are those the people you're running for from that you collect? It kind of seems like Alpha Bear in the sense that you can amass an army of characters. Kind of. You can only play one character at a time. And unlocking the characters is really like you get a, a spin on this like slot machine at the end. Um, other than that, it's... Eh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the actual characters are, are, are sort of. I mean, it's funny because like you get little different ones. Sort of like when you play something like Prison Architect, uh, you get like different characters, but fundamentally, like they don't do anything different or run faster or give you more okay. or anything. Just aesthetic. It's just yeah. Hmm. Prison Architect, City Skylines, Minecraft, Goddess, Matt. I feel like you have a certain genre <laughs> of games. <laughs> Uh, isn't that the truth? But I love the games that you bring to the table. They're always fun, and I've found a handful of uh, different ones thanks to you. Uh, but mm. this one I need to bring to your guys' attention. I'm not sure if you've already played. It's been out for a while. It did come out earlier this year, um, I think in May or something. But regardless, it's a game for iOS and Android called Loop. Have you heard of it? Nope. All right. Well, the basic premise... I speak on the group behalf of the group well i mean <laughs> nobody else spoke up have you guys <laughs> no I, I haven't heard of it either no all right well it's free it is so goddamn fun it's uh i guess the tagline for it is simple relaxing endless game and it's basically a puzzle solving game where you're presented with a bunch of how do i put this lines and circles that are all like mixed up in a discon 
joined and you basically have to tap on certain aspects of them to rotate them in order to rotate the lines and circles to create uh, an endless loop basically or just connect them so everything is connected oh so there's none of those little prongs on the end i'm looking up pictures uh well the little prongs on the end don't necessarily have to be connected as long as they are connected to something and they the end result forms like an interesting looking uh like it's almost like a constellation, so to speak. It's it's really a quite a unique game, and it's pretty easy to catch on. You, once you start playing, you're gonna just get addicted to it. Um, I'm like in the twenties, and I only downloaded it earlier today, and the puzzles are just uh genuinely like not too hard, but there it takes a little bit of time to like uh understand what the design is that you're trying to unlock. But overall, I'm finding it really fun. Like it says, it's simple, relaxing. Here, I'll just read uh. A little on what this is all about. So Infinite Loop is a very simple, relaxing, never-ending game for iPhone, iPad, and Android. Your goal is to turn all forms on the grid so that there would be no open connections. Wow, that's a much better way to say it. Um, <laughs> most levels are algorithmically generated and randomly colored, and after successfully completing each level, you will be rewarded with a beautiful design of your own making. So th- it's, it's awesome that it's... Uh, being generated on the spot as you go and you can you can even take screenshots and share your uh the designs that that you create um it's just it's really fun i highly recommend it if you just need like a mindless uh kind of casual game for mobile it's perfect this game looks <laughs> like something a psychiatrist would ask somebody to play if like they were just like your uh, your blood pressure is a little high you need to calm down a little bit <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. It is it's just like therapeutic to me. It's just it's nice little uh brain teasers. And and you get a cool little image at the end too. It definitely looks peaceful. Yes, that that's a accurate description of the game. I was wondering if you meant like interesting shapes like like they're actually intriguing or like interesting like you would describe like an ugly baby. Like, oh, he's interesting. <laughs> no, it's just like, I think the best way I put it was by saying they kind of resemble constellations that don't exist. Yeah, they're, they're oh, okay. very abstract. Yeah. that's it, it sort of looks a little bit like, did I talk about Hook? I, yeah, I do the recall Dustin that. Hoffman I, don't, movie? I don't remember where I me- oh, mentioned God. it or not. Rufio. <laughs> Rufio. No, Rufio. You may have made the same joke uh, <laughs> a few episodes ago. I did. Ago. Oh, God. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's it's sort of like hooking in in a way because you're just sort of flipping things around and then um, trying to get them to line up right. Yeah, definitely highly recommended on my end. Let me know if you guys end up playing it and how far you get. Because like I said, I'm in the 20s and it's it hasn't been challenging enough for me to be like, oh, I can't figure this one out. So I'm eager to see if I ever get to that point. Hmm. Oh, I don't mean to dive back into the Fallout 4, but feel free. It's, it's got the whole crafting. Um, mechanic along with building settlements for you know you can put up radio beacons and get other settlers come to your settlements and build like little towns i'm surprised that hasn't caught your interest matt like because i know people who've wasted like you level up i think maybe four experience each time you build something and i've known people who've leveled up like 10 levels just from building stuff alone which game is this? like they've got fallout 4 oh yeah i know <laughs> like I said, oh, like okay. it's, it, it it's not that Fallout Four doesn't have my attention. It's it's just I don't know. It's just not a game that I'm good at like actually playing. I like watching mm-hmm. it. It's very entertaining. Yes. It. Oh God. Some of it's great. 
the ghouls are nightmares that they run now. Uh, sorry. I was just, the whole building element of it is so new and so time consuming. No worries. Uh, oh, but I did think I put a mod in since the last time we talked about it. And it's probably the greatest thing as ever. And the modding community for Fallout 4 has peaked with this. Oh, the and, nude mod, obviously. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> um, you see naked ghouls all the time. It's great. There's radiated <laughs> genitals. Um, no, it's uh, just a simple audio mod that changes the noise when you level up. So instead of the very simple, like, to dink, like where you don't hear it most of the time, it now just plays the John Cena music. Oh, when God. He <laughs> so every time, like, I level up each year, and his name is John Cena! And, like, the horns go. That is awesome, actually. I love it. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, I'm proud of the internet for that. Good <laughs> shit. I think it was made, like, within, like, three hours of the game being out or something. Like, it was one of the first ones I saw. <laughs> I changed I changed the script in my, uh, in my League of Legends so that it does that every time I get a triple kill. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Oh, speaking of Kier, I haven't heard from you. What games have you been playing lately? Uh, a, a lot of the same old same. Uh, League of Legends, Rocket League, Heroes. Um, nice. Well, those little, are games that you have to play regularly almost. Right. Uh, a little bit of Fallout 4. Not nearly as much as Bren, but like I've, nope. I've played it. Um... And I tried CSGO for the first time last night, and I'm like a fish oh, out of boy. water with that shit. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, what did you think? Um, I can't play first-person shooters with a keyboard. I have to have a controller. So it's like I I could roll my face on the keyboard and play that game just as well as I do when I try. Yeah. I haven't, man, it's been a while since I played an FPS with just keyboard and mouse. I am also kind of like really controller dependent lately. Yeah, when, whenever I'm whenever I'm playing a PC game, I kind of want that top-down perspective, or to like not be controlling a single character, or like the first person just feels weird with the PC setup. I I don't know why. It's weirdly limited for what you know your PC is capable of. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, it. I don't know though. With CS:GO, that's kind of its own beast. Like it's it's just like. The whole servers are just a bunch of crazy Russian guys, and that's all they do. Like, they live, breathe, and die. CSGO. I don't understand it. It, Don't get me wrong, it's a good game, the same way that, like, it it scratches that itch that I haven't had scratched since I played Goldeneye back on the N64. It feels Mm -hmm. feels a lot like that experience, but the community makes me not want to play it super often. It's one of those communities that are just... That is all they do, and they just are so outranked. Like, you, I mean, there's th- no, there's no starting ground. Well, and I mean, cur- don't get me curves. wrong. I dislike the the League of Legends community for an entirely different reason, <laughs> but the that reason's more bearable, I think. Which is just like everybody's an asshole. Whatever, I can tune that shit out. It, yeah. It's whenever I get on CS:GO and like everybody's five thousand times better than me, and I don't even have a chance to like learn the basic skills because I just get fucked up every time I step into a game. And that's one of those games where the people are so good they're just goofing around and like killing you in the dumbest ways, mm-hmm. and then you get irritated because it's like you're actually trying, and they're you know rolling by on a you know random tire and shooting at you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, Doing cartwheels, uh, shooting me with a pistol in his teeth, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just goofing around, and you're trying your best. Oh god, 
Did you guys see that uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, like the original were coming to the 3DS? Yes, I did. That That's pretty goddamn exciting. But it, the interesting thing is it's literally just a straight port. Like, they're not enhancing it at all. So that's why I'm wondering, like, is Nintendo strategy just like, ah, fuck it, we're out of ideas. Yeah, like, let's repurpose our content. Like, yeah. Didn't they do that? It was a uh, fire red and leaf green. Like that yeah. was like a remastering of it, but it was still basically just the first two games. See, I never played them, but that's what I heard about those. So, okay. But I mean, like, how is there a remaster of like Pokemon? I'll say just because it's one of the older ones for like every single console. And it's just, you can play red and blue in every console ever built now. Well, didn't, the original DS have the cartridge slot so you could play uh, at Game Boy Advance games on? Or, I forget. Uh, Yeah, Game Boy Advance, yeah. Okay, but then that also was capable of... uh, If it could take Game Boy Advance, couldn't a Game Boy Advance take a regular old-school Game Boy game like Red or Blue or uh, Yellow? Yes, yes it could. So then, uh, technically, you could play your original copy of Pokemon on a regular DS, but not a 3DS because they got rid of the cartridge slot for it. Yes, but that way Nintendo won't make more money off of stuff they've exactly. already done. Exactly. So it's wow. logical like that that got you fired from Nintendo, Doug. Oh, th- I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Listen, corporations um, are all about squeezing every last cent out of their intellectual property that they possibly can. Yeah, it, it bothers me that Nintendo is just like a nostalgia factory, and it's just, they're counting a lot of their products. You know, yes, do we want a new Star Fox? God, yes, that would be amazing. I would love that. You know, it's it's worth noting that just the the sheer technical effort of bringing these games to a new console is roughly the same cost as actually just creating a new game. So when you think about the original Pokemon Red and Blue, like those are written like handwritten in assembly for the CPU and and you know all the other components within the original Game Boy, right? And the Game Boy Advance really just extended that and and made those games available natively. But when you bring it to something like the DS, right? Like you it's not even remotely similar to a Game Boy. And so they can't just emulate it, right? Like if they were if they were just literally taking the ROM file and wrapping it up and <laughs> redistributing it, like sure, that would be fine, but it wouldn't play well. It would in fact it would play probably pretty terribly because there's all these little workarounds here and there that you you go through in order to actually make the damn thing work. And so I would imagine that what they've actually done is gone back through and rewritten the game in a modern programming language using modern programming concepts, took out all those ridiculous hacks that they had to do that caused like missing no and, and all that other bullshit in the original games to pop up. And they've probably like legitimately gone back and done it right. And when you consider that part and, you know, sort of taking out 10 years of tech debt, that's a pretty substantial investment that, you know, you could throw a whole team of developers at for a year and only come out with what's effectively the same game. So it, it's it, my, my point is that it's an interesting choice for them because certainly like they could have gone and built a better or improved version Right? They could have gone and done something different, but instead they're effectively releasing the same games that they previously released. See, all I got out of that is, if they fixed the missing no thing, they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they they would need to fix it in a way that acquiring the thing 
wouldn't destroy your game. <laughs> yeah, that's just a rookie mistake if you did it. Like, like maybe yeah. if you go around and you do the what what I forget what it was, but you had to like I remember you had to go out to like Cinnabar Island and then you fucking you I, I don't up. know you got on the beach and did the missing no dance whatever. Yeah, you had to <laughs> the, talk to that guy that triggered that like little weird side quest that it it, it was a ton of bullshit. But, I mean, the, the the point is all of that stuff in today's day and age wouldn't happen because the reason why they did all that stuff was to get around the limitations of the hardware that they had available. Yeah. We are literally orders of magnitude more advanced than those systems are today, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's unfortunate. They probably actually did go through and remove those things. Um, But yeah. It's sad though, for how far advanced we've come, there's some, massive games out here for huge publishing companies on giant consoles still just full of bugs and like clear obvious bugs that they should have picked up on like i don't know assassin's creed unity where people's faces would disappear like someone should have called that i just want to say i played unity on launch and i never had an issue with it was it only some people because i didn't really have a problem well i I mean, this goes back to like Dragon Age Inquisition from what everyone, you know, everything I've seen on the internet and everyone I talked to, they love it. It was a great game and it worked well. You know, sometimes it lagged. And then my game was the like buggiest piece of shit. I mean, it wasn't a piece of shit. It was, it was a good game, but it was just full of so many bugs of just people phasing in and out and disappearing and appearing with someone else's skin on top of them. And it was just really horrifying at times. So I, I don't know. I think it could easily be from game to game. It could really vary. I don't that's interesting. I don't know if that's possible, though. I mean, it, it, it most likely is, but I just, it, in a developer's sense, it doesn't seem like it would be. Well, I know with the Fallout one where I couldn't talk to the guy and I couldn't use any weapons, I looked it up and I found like a forum of a bunch of people that had this that. Is, this See, is I think more, that could be listen, a guys, console Occam's specific thing here. Occam's razor. The solution is clearly that Doug is having schizophrenic hallucinations because no one else is having these issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I did want to keep us on the Nintendo track uh, for a little bit because there is some other interesting news that Cloud is coming to Smash Bros. I'm excited about yes. this. And yeah. this is, I think, very strange. Yeah, me too. I, I don't understand how it's happening, uh, specifically because Nintendo only has so many Final Fra- uh, Fantasy franchises like, what is it, like Crystal Chronicles or something? Like, I don't even know how, like, Cloud has nothing to do with that. So, I, okay, it's just so kind of shocking. They have Crystal Chronicles, which means they clearly have some deal in place with Square Enix already. So, they went to renegotiate that deal, probably. I'm just assuming here. But they probably went to renegotiate whatever that deal was, threw a shit ton of money on the table and said, let us put Cloud and Smash Brothers as part of the new deal. That's what happened. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, they didn't say no because they knew everyone would love it. Yeah, well, I'm assuming... I'm assuming they didn't say no because it was a huge stack of money. Let's be real that here. That, too. <laughs> uh, well, they also probably want to please their audience, too. Yeah, I mean, arguably... It's like a is, win-win, really. Cloud is the right. most iconic Final Fantasy character. It's definitely a win-win because I hadn't purchased this new version of Smash Brothers, and now I'm going to. Like, it's it's smart. There you go. 
Yeah, def- deciding factor. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be really thrilled and excited, and there was some gameplay r- released showing how his character will uh, interact in that environment, and it looks fucking awesome. He seems like, I don't know, I don't want to say OP, because they probably have to tone him down, so it's, like, fair, but... He's, I, he's I just, got so I looked... many different limit breaks that made into the game. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Well, I personally <laughs> just love sword uh, characters and Smash Brothers, like, I don't know, Link and... uh God, I can't even think of the other guy's name. <laughs> I love all of them. Marth, you know, Roy, Marth, exactly. Ike. Yes, I did not like uh, Roy, but I'm uh, I'm more of a Marth player. <laughs> That's why they got rid of him. Uh, but I'm wondering if he's gonna be like Ike, where he had really heavy sword moves, like his smash moves were really weighted down. Because I used to main Link all the time in uh, in Super Smash Brothers Melee, and then in Brawl they instituted like the weight system and made Link super heavy. Or you know, much heavier than he was. So then I had to switch out for Toon Link. I've and I know I've a, watched, a few people uh, out there calling me a noob for using Link. I've I've watched a lot of Cloud's gameplay, and it looks like he probably weighs about the same as like Snake did in Brawl. So a thousand pounds. So he's like he's like heavy, but he's also really acrobatic. If that makes sense. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking it's the same deal Nintendo has in place as they have with Kojima for Snake because I think um, the first Metal Gear Solid uh, crap, uh, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes I think is the first Metal Gear Solid game but then it's remastered for the GameCube and that's the only game that's on Nintendo, or the only Metal Gear Solid game that's on Nintendo's consoles. Oh yeah, it was very strange when they put uh, Snake in Brawl. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's the same deal they have with the Final Fantasy and Squ- Square Enix, because it's not like it's like throwing Mario into the PlayStation All Stars. Like, what the fuck? That's what I mean. Like, clouds in the in Smash Brothers before PlayStation All Stars, which God knows, are they even introducing new characters for that? I think they gave up on that because I don't know if it was really successful or not, but it was just a blatant like it was Smash copy. Brothers, but not as good as Smash Brothers. That's exactly, what it was. and and you know that's exactly how the gamer community accepted it. I mean, but how many other times are you going to see Kratos rip into Puff Rappa the Rappa? <laughs> True. <laughs> I- I'm still okay with watching Kratos rip into Sub-Zero's face, though. That's fine. Uh, ever, ever since our XP earned interview, I just want Kratos a kart game. That would be so awesome. Like, Mario Kart, but like God of War Kart. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, there is a, there is a uh, Mortal Kombat uh, one of the games has like a little mini kart game. Oh my in god! It why like... have they not done that idea with Mario Kart yet? Where they just instead of doing Mario Kart, they do like the cast of Super Smash Brothers, but in that type of game. Wow! You should. Why uh, does that not exist? Not say that on air and pitch it to them. <laughs> I feel like they're working on something. <laughs> yeah, no. Most likely, the, the, those ideas have already crossed their heads, and they're either saving it for a, a like a like in the time of need kind of situation, or they're working. Time on of it. need. We're we're at Mario Kart eight. <sighs> yeah. Like well, true. for for what it's worth, Mario the Party actual... fifteen thousand. Oh, oh yeah, Mario Party is still junk. fun. No, <laughs> dude, they're, they're fun. No, Mario Party is what, what? What makes you say this? Mario Party because 1 was amazing, and you shut the fuck up. Mario, yeah, Party 1 was, they, Mario Party 1 was for, like, N64. So, like, Mario Party was... Nintendo has a whole bunch of money to throw around, and they want to put out a game for the holidays, and they don't really have anything else to add to their lineup. And so they throw a bunch of money at a game studio that needs something to do, and tell them, okay, here's a bunch of assets, make it work. 
you know, let's make this one spooky themed. Let's make this one frost themed. Oh, great. <laughs> Got a game. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, the, I see what you're saying, but, uh, and it is just a, like a bunch of mini games set to a board game, but I love that style of game. Specifically, uh, I was a huge fan on Dreamcast. There was Sonic Shuffle. It was basically Mario Party, but in a Sonic world, and it was so fucking fun. So those style of games, I just I have a special place in my heart, and I can still play them. Monkey yes. Ball. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. God, Monkey Ball. So the reason why I don't think I don't think uh, Nintendo is really considering expanding Mario Kart substantially in the short term is there's a lot more complexity that goes into Mario Kart than Smash Brothers. And so when you think about it, like Smash Brothers, you're operating as a 2D platformer in almost every circumstance, right? 2D platformers are really easy to build. And so all you're really doing when you go to add a new character is you put in the level assets, you define some physics, you define some game rules, you add the new characters, you program their abilities, and you're done, right? You have the same game engine, you have the the same back end, everything is mostly the same. When you do something like Mario Kart, it's much, much more in-depth. You've got this huge 3D world that you have to program. You have to deal with all of the individual 3D physics of all of the individual assets. There's very little that you can reuse between bits and pieces. So imagine if you were going to take, I don't even know, like and even like Zelda, right? Like you were going to take some Zelda worlds and throw them into Mario Kart, which I'm pretty sure don't exist right now. I'm pretty sure there's no like Mario Kart uh, Hyrule level. Right. If Not that gonna, I'm aware of. Yeah. If you're going to go do that, you have to go take all of the assets and models that are from a completely different game engine and port them over to Mario Kart. Then you have to go and add all of the different types of physics. You have to take all of the items that you're going to potentially put in there and program those in. You have to make sure that all of that's balanced with the rest of the game. With Smash Brothers, fuck it. You just throw everything in and add a random chance of it spawning. Whereas with Mario Kart, you have to be very, very deliberate when you do any of that kind of thing. Well, the, so, the great thing about that problem, though, is you've already created Smash Brothers, which is a conglomerate of all of your intellectual property, or at least mm-hmm. a, lar- a large extent of it that people give a shit about. So if you just do it one time and port over the assets from Super or the Super Smash Brothers franchise, then you don't have this pain of every time you want to introduce another franchise doing it again and again and again because it's all in one place already. Well, to su- to some extent, you still do have to redo it, right? Like, you can take some of the character models and bring those over, but, like, the actual physics and and logic that you put into Smash Brothers is completely different than the, the types of things that you have to program into Mario Kart, right? But anyway, I just, that's besides the point. I was just going to say... Uh, Mario Kart 8, there is a DLC Hyrule circuit. Oh, okay. Oh, is there? Interesting. So, so boom. Oh, look at that. So somebody went to the extent of doing what you were just explaining. <laughs> so there's no way they'll do this. Oh, wait, here it is. Well, no I mean, it, it was just a, a hypothetical example. I, like, I, I don't know particularly what uh, what levels are in the, the most recent version of Mario Kart, because I haven't unlocked all of them, and I feel terrible for it. <laughs> oh, at least you're playing it. I yeah. have yet to play it. But like... Okay, well, I don't know. It's, it's strange to me they would go play. to the extent of doing it for one character, but not just include a whole slew of characters. Well, when you own the design team for that studio, like it, it's not that hard to get everything together, right? But like if they were going to go and put together a proper Kirby level, right, and bring in all sorts of various Kirby bits and pieces and items and, and get all the game assets, you can't just 
pull that in wholesale and just dump it in and call a level, right? Like they're, they're not sitting there with, you know, some game maker tool and just dragging and dropping. There's a lot of effort that goes into that, making sure that all of the little NPC guys off to the side are doing their thing correctly and all the shaders are working properly. And there, there's a ton of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that most people don't even think about. And so Mario Kart, for every level, I would imagine, is probably the same amount of code that actually powers all of a, an entire uh, franchise worth of code in Smash Brothers. Hmm. Hmm. I love how Matt's like super analytical and like business savvy and aware <laughs> of how it's all done. And then we're just like, yeah, well, I think Cloud sucks because his sword's really big and dumb. <laughs> like, there's my argument. Yeah. Well, hey, speak for yourself now, Brad. I am, and you, and Doug, just not Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair assessment. But I, I do need Matt's insight on a couple things, because you are the creator of Pinecast, and we had yeah. a little hiccup that I would like to talk about while I have your yeah. uh, on the show. So just uh, for listeners that are unaware, like we had an episode go out, uh, I think it was episode 67, called Cellular Darwinism. And for some reason, I was checking our analytics, and I, I saw that virtually like nobody was listening to the podcast and I, at that point i'm thinking to myself man we've been doing this for a good solid year we've been growing this audience people are interacting with us people seem to like the content we provide and yet a monday comes by a new episode and no one gave a shit and i was like <laughs> oh well i guess that's bound to happen in the life of podcasts. He literally yeah. came to the rest of us it was like people hate us now what's going yeah, on I, I, it's silence has I, caught up to us yeah, I really started freaking the fuck out. I was like, well, guys, it was a good run. All right. <laughs> Changing the name to currently engulfed by silence. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean. I, and it was sad because it was an episode I personally, at, at first when we stopped hitting record, I was like, wow, that wasn't that great. But then when I edited it, I was like, wow, that was pretty solid. So it was kind of depressing that a solid episode went unnoticed. But I was like, ah, it's not the end of the world. If anyone did listen to it, good. But it turns out I ended up turning to Matt and I'm like, oh, do you think this is a Pinecast thing? And realistically, we were like, no, it, it doesn't make sense. Pinecast is running smoothly, but I'll let you take over. Yeah. So all of the indications basically said that there was nothing wrong. Um, so there was no downtime. You could still query the analytics. There was still data there. And so looking at the site itself, it didn't seem like there was a problem. I signed into our Amazon account. And so... Uh, I should probably give a little more background. So basically when we upload episodes of whatever podcast to Pinecast, it doesn't get stored on Pinecast servers. It gets stored on Amazon Web Services servers. And so Amazon has these huge data centers that have like exabytes of storage. And we just put it all there and they host it very cheaply and they do a whole bunch of other cool things. And then the idea is when somebody hits one of those audio files, it creates a log entry. And then we have a bunch of systems set up in the background that scoop up all those log entries, read through them, and find the interesting ones that describe when people downloaded and listened to an episode. Um, it looks for things like when you pause and unpause and when it starts downloading again or if your Wi-Fi cut out. And it sort of tries to distill what requests were actual plays and what requests were just the user was checking for an updated copy or something like that. So this system, uh, the log aggregator, goes and scoops up all these files, gets the interesting information, and then submits it back to a different server. And then that server pulls in even more information, like 
taking your IP address and converting it to a country code and then um, formatting the information in the way that uh, the analytic server expects and, and so on and so forth. And then it batches them all together and it sends it off to our analytics provider. And so I looked at the analytics for, or, uh, sorry, not the analytics. I looked at the, the monitoring for the Amazon pieces, 100% success rate. There hadn't been a single failure in the last week, which is actually pretty good. It's, it's better than I expected. And so there had to be something going wrong somewhere because there were just no hits. And upon looking at the logs for the Pinecast servers, it turns out that the Pinecast servers were throwing an error when it got the information from the log aggregator. And it turns out that when the Pinecast servers went to go look up the country code for an IP address, the service that we were using that convert did that conversion had discontinued their unpaid plans on November 15th. And so basically if you listen to an episode of any one of the almost better shows after November 15th, none of that data showed up for us. <laughs> exactly. And it was ridiculous because November 16th was the day that uh, cellular, cellular Darwinism goes out. And that it, it just was like shocking to be like, wow, it's typically on a Monday, we get about, let's say, a hundred or more. Like, if it's a, a good week, it's a lot more, but like, we'll get about a hundred listens. And to go from a hundred to zero was just like, oh shit. So eventually, uh, you got that corrected. And I started watching, uh, the Pinecast and it started, uh, correcting itself and showing us the real numbers. And yeah, it was actually a really good week for us. We had more listens than I was, uh, would have typically expected. And what really threw me off was looking at, um, when you look at our show in iTunes, there's like a popularity ranking bar per episode and cellular Darwinism was all the way ranked like full popularity. And I'm thinking to myself, we got zero listens. So I'm just glad we got that all <laughs> sorted out. It was just kind of confusing and listen that uh, was just people hating you no one listened to it and it, it, itunes it was, felt yeah. bad and was like i'm gonna pat this guy on the back and make him <laughs> that's very well, well what i could have been thinking before i got the real answers <laughs> well when doug was posting the links everywhere like on the facebook and the twitters and stuff uh sometimes he'd leave a little message like hey sorry about the goofy intro we were feeling silly today and i'm just like oh god did no one listen because me and Mark were screwing around? <laughs> we <laughs> no, just had, like, the dumbest intro well, so to here's, date. Here's the thing. Like, even if you had been screwing around during the intro, they would have still had to get that far in order That's to be able to That would have counted as a listen. Which would have counted as a listen. And so th there still would have been hits. And so that's sort of what, what tipped me off. Um, the thing that's – something that was sort of a red herring was the numbers weren't zero. And so if you actually looked at the charts, it was like three or four listens. And it turns yeah. out there's actually two ways that we count listens. The first is when you get an RSS feed. Um, we give you the URL directly to the file on Amazon. And then we use this whole convoluted system that pulls all the logs together. And the reason why we do that is because most podcast clients like iTunes or Pocket Cast or whatever don't actually respect the rules of um, the way URLs work. And so if I redirect them, if I say, okay, go to this thing that's going to count your listen and then go get the file here, it won't follow that redirect and it just says that it failed. And so the other two ways that you can listen to the audio is if you have a direct link, which 
immediately post the analytics rather than going through this system. And then, uh, there's also the embeddable widget. So if you visit the almost better than silence website, you'll see a little player directly on there. And that also directly records, uh, your analytics. And, and guess what? Those three or four listens were me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? That player on the website is me. Hey. <laughs> oh, the, oh, I get your joke. <laughs> Dumb jokes. That's why I'm here. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that it was a little scare for a little yeah. while. I, I thought you guys stopped listening to us, so I'm glad you're still tuning in. But yeah, it, it, I think the the good thing that came out of this, and th- this has been my uh, post mortem on this issue. Um, the good thing that came out of it is that in the end, there's been no interruption in service, and all of the analytics are there. Um, none of the data was lost. We didn't actually. Um, you know, lose data for like three or four days. Yeah, I'm looking at Pinecast right now, and the graph is totally different. So, yeah, yeah, it's. Mu- it, I'm glad that it reflected it so quickly. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, the system is really resilient, and honestly, like I can show you the. I'll show you the um, the fix that I put in. Um, it, it's like a hundred lines of code to go and backfill all the data. So, oh wow! Yeah, but yeah, good stuff. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about that a little. Um, is there anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap this episode up? I'm thinking it's almost time for plugs. Well, Doug, you you have been formally challenged. I don't know if publicly uh, yet, but Oh, fuck. Yeah. Are, are we going to bring this up? Yes. No, feel free. No, this is this is now I need to hear yes. what this shit is. Everyone right. wants to know. You, you probably we, already know cuz you've been talking about it in Slack. So Oh, oh, okay. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we now. have okay. events planned for you guys to watch us suffer, but Yeah, and um, this is, we're not going to cock tease you right now. We're just going to come out and tell you what it is. So Exactly. First things first. Doug has never played Minecraft because he doesn't like the concept. <gasps> yeah, and the Sorry, funny th- and that's coming from Matt who has I've seen him play so many endless hours and I know even in early in our college career that was probably one of your go-to games. So, I know how much it means to you and it is probably like a mortal sin coming from like, <laughs> your standpoint to not even have played it, but I just personally never found it interesting. I that's I, fair. I saw, it, you know, like I, everybody I, has a preference, but Exactly. I'll, I'll give Your my answers wrong. wrong. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's totally fair. Cause I'm sure when I start playing it, I might even convert, which is what I'm afraid of. But I, it just seems like it, it was, a I'm afraid too I might me. see the light if I actually give it a chance. Yeah. I so, might like it. The irony, oh, the irony of Minecraft is that when it was still a very, very young game, like when they considered it beta, I don't think anybody under the age of 18 had played it ever. like it was one of those things that it was just like adult nerds that were playing with this game and talking to Marcus persons like on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so the, the fact that like now it has such a huge teenage fan base is a little bit ironic, you know? Um, but then on the other side of this, I have never actually sat down and watched anime. And so when I was in college, (laughs) I was AJ's roommate briefly and <laughs> you found out how much he loves anime. You say, get him the hell out of here. No, um, I, I don't want to see him again. I had a roommate that moved out and AJ lived in the adjacent room to mine. And he wasn't having a great time with his roommate. So he moved into my room. <laughs> um, and, and he finished out the year there. Uh, but so he would watch a bunch of anime, but I never like actually watched one end to end 
And I was usually like doing homework or whatever on my computer. And so with the subtitles and everything, it, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't ever like process it, you know? Okay, exactly. And so where this is going is Matt's never sat down and watched an episode of anime. I've never played Minecraft. What the idea is we're, we're challenging each other to do the things we haven't done. And we're going to live stream our reactions to this. So I, I personally am going to be playing a session of Minecraft. I will probably at least play for an hour, just so that'll be fair. But we will only put Matt through one episode of, an, of a specific anime, which will be determined, but I already have one in mind. Uh, but we, we want to go with something that's pretty disturbing. And I don't know how we're going to pull this off, but if we could have a webcam of your face reaction instead of actually streaming the anime, that'd be so well, much two, better. Two seconds here. Is Matt, have you never watched anime because you have no interest in it or because you just haven't gotten around to it and you have interest in it? Um, I honestly, like, I don't have an interest in it. It's not that I actively dislike it. it it's that it's just not something that's... Like, maybe if I, like, finished all of Netflix, and I was like, all right, what am I going to do now? You know? <laughs> like, I literally have nothing well, else on the planet yeah, to do. That is amazing. So, so that perfectly describes... So do we want to um, try and give him something gross and terrible and turn him off of anime forever, or do we want to give him something... Yes. Do we want to give him something I'm, amazing and maybe convert him? Listeners, this is what it's going to be. He is going to watch the first episode of Elf and Lied. I don't even know El- what those words Elf and, <laughs> Elf and lead, first of all. Lead, lied. I've heard both. Lead Second lied. of all, holy Jesus, fuck. Yeah, have fun with that, Matt. No, I, <laughs> yeah, it's one of my, it's listen, really though, good. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite shows, and you're gonna find me super disturbing after, uh, watching that first episode, but it'd be even better if you watch the episode and then have a desire to watch the rest oh, of the right. season. Right. This is, this is like the perfect blend of the two because it's like super gross. But it's also like one of the best stories I've ever seen in an anime. Yeah, that's why it's literally in my top three. It's it's that good. But the first episode is jarring, and I'm it's, excited to just see your reaction of that, like live stream. That that'll probably be put up on YouTube and everything. So and I recommend it, Grave of the Fireflies, but no one wants to watch that because mm, it's one of the most depressing movies ever I, made. I personally oh, would have God. recommended Madoka Magica, but Elfin leads good too. Ah, yeah, we want to go with we want to go with the shock factor, and yeah, hopefully, yeah. Elf, Elf and yeah. Lead, or Elf and Lead has the uh, the shock factor for sure. So, listeners, right now, uh, after I finish this this paragraph of thought, I want you to pause the episode, and in the episode description, there is a link to leave us feedback. And if you click on that link, there's one box. All you have to do is type in your thoughts. Uh, tell us what you think of the episode choice and also potential ways um, that you can consume my reactions. And so do you want to see a series of animated GIFs? Do you want to see just like a reaction stream of me just like twitching my face? Um, <laughs> I think it'd be more than just that, but you'll see. Oh, what is it, like Clockwork Orange? We're going to have, like, your eyes pried oh, open, Jesus. taped to a chair. I, I just want to see his personal commentary on the entire first episode. Me too, exactly. You don't even have to really pay attention. You, I just want to know what is going through your head. Yeah, and then the other the other half of this is, um, should we stream this hour of Minecraft with Doug, or should we record this for uh, the posterity of it and, and put that up on our YouTube? Um, we could do either. So that's either. what I mean. 
that I would love both, to see. You can do both simultaneously. Yeah. Or we could do neither. We could just not do anything. Yeah, fuck it, and guys. We could, we <laughs> could... <laughs> it's been a good run. Yeah, we're so, done. We could also the... all play Minecraft with Doug so it's more fun, too. No, I don't want to do that. Oh, it's multiplayer? <laughs> yeah, of course it's multiplayer. Duh. Wait, Matt. Could you take a selfie every five seconds and physically mail them to me across the country? I'd prefer it that way. That's the best format. Um, what can I fax them to you? No, it has to be mailed. I will not touch you it. You have if a it's fax faxed. machine in 2015. No, I don't. But if 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 Bren gave me a fax number, I would drop what I was doing, drive to Office Max, find the last fax machine that they have in the back of the back room. <laughs> <laughs> so when when i brought this up uh a few days ago doug was like yeah i'm gonna play tis 100 instead and i was like mm, i don't think you should do that instead of minecraft certainly watching you try and figure out tis 100 would be a real kicker but i feel like that wouldn't be entertaining for for the viewers yeah, it's just me ripping my dick off. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see that. Yeah, so, so much salt is going to come out of it. Um, and and you're gonna have you guys ever played Human Resource Machine? No, no. it sounds no. terrible. That doesn't sound like a game. <laughs> so Human Resource <laughs> it literally machine, it, does not sound like the title of a game. Basically, the the whole point of the game is that you're like in the human resources department of this company. And you control this little man, and then there's like a conveyor belt of numbers on one side, and then a conveyor belt of output on the other side. And you give the little man commands. You say like, pick a number up from the conveyor belt, add it to the other number that you're holding. You know, put it down on spot A on the floor. And you sort of like write computer programs like that. And so it's like easy mode for TIS 100. <laughs> and I was like, if Doug really wanted to play TIS 100, I feel like he'd have to have... And I realize you are a computer science major as well, to some extent. Um, yeah, <laughs> to some extent is a great way to put it. But um, it it does get a little bit involved, and like there's some weird loops and things that you have to consider. And like you, when I when you say ripping your dick off with TIS 100, like it's gonna be in fucking orbit. Like <laughs> you will not be able to handle that game. No, I agree. I that's uh that's what that's I mean. why I picked it. That's why I was thinking I should play that if we're going to torture you with uh, a specific anime. But no, I think I'll, I'll. I think you're right in saying that it'll be more entertaining for the viewers to see me play Minecraft. Yeah, and I think Minecraft is also something that a lot of people can relate to because it's been play- it's literally the most popular game in the world right now. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting. I, I'm mostly interested. Certainly, like we're not going to go into like hardcore redstone or anything. It's mostly going to be, you know, surviving your first night, building a house, getting materials, maybe like getting to to the Nether, um, just really, really things mundane are. things. But yeah, none of that made sense. It's, to me. it's all going to go very fast if there's several of us playing, though. It's not super hard to survive that first night with a group of people. Oh sure. I mean it's it's not super hard to survive the first night on your own either, but if Doug you don't, is if, gonna if be like, first I'm gonna get a sword. <laughs> if it's the first time you've played and you don't know what you're doing, uh That's what I mean. I'd actually prefer me play by myself to see how I just fuck up massively. You might not survive the first night. You won't that's survive fine. the fr- you'll die over and over again repeatedly. Cool. <laughs> I, I, well then that might be the whole you stream. Know, you guys. know how I survived my first night? 
I just dug up a bunch of dirt blocks and I stood on a pillar 30 blocks tall through the night. You can do that. That is actually a thing you can do. You just nerd Ooh. pull up and... Mental note. D- don't do that. God, We're not sounds gonna... like a great <laughs> don't, game. Don't do that. You're a shithead if you do that. Yeah, that's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you have okay, to actually guys, find that shelter. Was... I feel like that was a pretty solid uh, episode. I do. I have a thought though. I don't want to play a whole conversation game, but I have a quick round, just a single round. What's the most of? I was a walrus. That is. What's the most pointless game that you can think of that might actually be fun? My the reason I bring it up is because I already have an answer. My I've been thinking about a game called Leaf Blower Simulator. That'd be kind of fun. Wait, like we have to make up a game or one that's already made? Oh, no, it's not. That doesn't exist. I'm thinking something that doesn't exist, but and it sounds like it'd be horrible, but could actually still be fun. Leaf Blower Simulator. Is what? it for the Oculus? Yes. Okay. What if... I, what I, if, I get into that. I have an idea. I'm going to run this past you guys. What if you start the game and you're an aspiring rock star? I already don't God. Like it. <laughs> I knew where that was going. <laughs> Hopefully none of the listeners listened to the show that long ago <laughs> to catch that joke. <laughs> Hopefully you're not longtime listeners. Hopefully those left a long time ago like they should. <laughs> Ran like you guys had the plague. Yeah, well, I guess we should get the plugs. Let's uh well, let's Hold on, I'm not I didn't say mine yet. Oh Thank sure. You. My friend, I didn't know <laughs> we were actually playing. Sorry, I ruined uh, yeah. that a little bit. <laughs> no, that- I want I want a hang glider simulator for the Oculus, where you can just Ooh. like go out into the fucking desert on top of a mesa. It's like three hundred feet tall. Jump off and glide out into the fucking desert. That'd be cool as shit. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think part of the criteria was it's not supposed to sound fun. God, that sounds pretty fun. God damn it! <laughs> no what worries. about? What about like the knife game you play at bars where you try to stab the knife in between your fingers for the Oculus? Right? <laughs> but then you, while you're wearing the Oculus, your friend actually has a knife, and when he sees like a light go off, he actually stabs you in the finger. Now you see they're supposed to sound terrible, but actually be fun. You want the yeah, other it's fun for the person with the knife. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's why you give it to your friend and you don't tell him what it is. Oh my god. See, this is why we don't play single rounds of Ives of Wars. My bad. <laughs> you know, so, um, so, something that I I had heard about a long time ago, and I don't even know if I'd heard about it or whether I just sort of made it up in my head, but uh, back when the Wii was announced in like 2006, Hide and Seek. Hmm. And so... Was a game? As a game. But like, sort of open world, and so you, you can like hide behind garbage cans, and like, your controller is a flashlight, and it's all VR, and... Um, it, it, online multiplayer with like a bunch of strangers and, and it's expansive and large enough that you can play like hide and seek tag with 150 Are we other talking people. like, are we talking like the technology is good enough that like, if it looks like it would be a hiding place in the real world, you can probably jump in or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's a, that sounds pretty great. Especially if it's like a game of 20 people or something. Yeah. I mean, imagine yeah. the quality of like a GTA five mod, right? But like first person, and do you have a series of hide and seek related tools? But like from the description, hide and seek doesn't sound like a very fun video game. No, it call it people in unexpected places. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a terrible Searching porno, for yeah. people that are hidden. <laughs> I was gonna no, say that just sounds like amnesia. Yeah, it would be a bunch of jump scares. Hmm. But anyway, I think that was fun. Uh 
now it's your turn to do plugs, Kier. Let's go down the line. I'm trying to get the plugs for 10 minutes now. Wow, put <laughs> me My on fault. the spot. Put me on the spot there. Jeez. Um, okay, so I have a podcast that I am launching this coming Tuesday. Holy hell. Which, Whoa. Uh, this is coming out the Monday before. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. Check the network tomorrow. Um, it's called Life in Overdrive. It's my excuse to talk to people whose lives are way more interesting than mine. Um, that's all that's I'm going to plug tonight. That's why we made this podcast. Cool. Yeah. People, go subscribe. It's awesome. I've listened to a couple of the episodes in advance, and it is really good. How about you, Matt? Plugs? Um, USB, Firewire. God damn. Parallel. No. Where cereal. can people find you on Twitter? Thunderbird. <laughs> Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> um e sata <laughs> wow uh you can find me online at uh at matt basta my name um also if you haven't already and i know i'm a broken record with this every time i'm on check out uh the other almost better show almost better than dragons you can find it with all the other shows at almostbetter.net some good stuff we just put out episode four very recently i'm having a blast editing it and we're just roaring through the episodes. So, yeah, I, it's honestly like, I enjoy that podcast more than this one. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody unsubscribe and go resubscribe. (laughs) But no, that's just like, I do have so much fun with that show and I can't deny it. But, uh, how about you, Bren? That's not a spoiler because the episode just dropped, but we got the void bag in the last episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, you should not have given us that, Matt. That's <laughs> a terrible idea. We're we're gonna use that to make your life miserable. Just that's like giving it. a baby a handgun, like just nothing have, that's coming out of that. I have All three I have different ideas for it already. We cannot threaten our own dungeon master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could he could throw whatever he wants at us. We can exactly. I mean, for what's worth, we've got true. enough of a backlog that like you can't really affect the future of the game for like <laughs> another few months. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, but, Bren, you uh, do some Twitch streaming occasionally and are also on Twitter. Uh, I stream occasionally, but like I said, I've just been so swept up in Fallout 4, and I don't think my computer can handle streaming that. Um, but I've been slowly trying to get back into Binding of Isaac, because God knows I haven't given that child enough attention. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been thinking about playing all those terrible games you guys sent me and working them into some sort of series. Like Revenge of the Bad Rats or something. Oh God! Because just so many spike games I get. Just like, hey, remember that game you sent me? Fuck you! Here's another one. Like, <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I'm unemployed. So if you got a job, send us an email, and maybe I'll do stuff for money. Nice. I do a lot of stuff for money. Oh gosh. Uh, I was an intern. I have low standards. <laughs> but oh, also, wow. listeners, if you enjoy our show, I implore you, please tell anybody of any of your friends that you think might enjoy the show. Uh, let them know about it. Tell them to listen every Monday. It would really help us out. Maybe give us a rating or review on iTunes if you get the chance. Um, we're also on Twitter and Facebook. So if you don't follow us there, that's where you can get a lot of our updates and just other goofy shit. And I personally am streaming on Twitch every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. at twitch.tv slash abtsilence. So that's about all for this episode. Uh, Anybody got any closing thoughts? Um, Hmm. I mean, if you can't uh, rate, like, or subscribe because you don't have the internet or a computer, I'm not sure how you're listening to this in the first place. But assuming that's true, just like go scream it from the top of the tallest building you can find. Yep. 
until right. until like people with badges and guns come and tell you it's time to come down and mm. they'll be thankful that you told them that this podcast exists i think you're inciting a riot at this point here no. that legally will not hold us up in court <laughs> no it's solid advice but uh we'll see you guys next week bye